and web snappers. My spider sense is tingling. else's spider sense tingling welcome to walloping web snappers a spider-man podcast where we dive into every spider-man cartoon ever made i'm derek and i'm doug and is your spider sense tingling it is and it's sensing holes <laughs> holes we love holes <laughs> we'd like to take a quick moment to thank our spectacular patrons Bo, carl eric katie jason zoe james keith jonathan and Cody. Ooh, thank you. Thank you so much. We are continuing to bring on the bad guys. Yeah. Uh, we had a lot of good things to say about the last episode. We're going to have a lot of interesting things to say about this episode, too, I think. Um, yeah. 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 It's it's diff- It's going to be different. A different <laughs> a different conversation, I think. But uh, a conversation. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Nevertheless. Yeah, I'm very excited. There's one big thing I'm real excited to talk about in this episode. <laughs> yeah. I There's some things that I am very conflicted about, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll talk about them. The cool. episode we're talking about, Marvel Spider-Man 2017, Season 2, Episode 9, entitled Bring on the Bad Guys, Part 2. <laughs> he must be really far behind. I haven't seen Peter this frantic since that whole Spider Island business. When every single New Yorker, including us, got spider powers... It was madness. Luckily, everybody was cured. Yeah, everybody. Anya, Gwen, watch out! Huh? Ah! Time to split! Time to split? Did you just make an atom pun? The adrenaline, I couldn't help it. He's leaving and taking the portals with him. Should I? Yes! Anya, open his portals again. You know what you need to be. Fine. Amazing it is. Hey, Mr. Polkadot! We're not through here. Looks like Spider-Girl hits the spot. 23 hours till my open house project is due. Fighting with the spot really put a hole in my day. Gotta focus again. Open house projects, almost done. For... Ah! Worst alarm clock ever! Welcome, Spider-Man, to my fun house. Please, don't let there be clowns. Clowns equal unfun house. Allow me to properly introduce myself, for I am Mysterio, master of illusion and dealer of your demise. That's a normal reflection, what? I have to get out of here. I feel like I'm losing my mind. synopsis per imdb is anya must step up and embrace being the spider girl (gasps) 
semicolon, Spider-Man is lured into Mysterio's funhouse and learns that there is a bounty on his head. Mm-hmm. Original air date was July 30th, 2018. Same day as the previous episode. What a day. So you really get like four Spider-Man stories on the same yeah. day, actually. Yeah. This episode was written by Jacob Fox and directed by Dan Duncan, who we have both talked about frequently and recently. Honestly, the fact that these aired on the same day, I, I, I was I was sort of like identifying little things last week that made me feel like this four-parter could have and should have been the beginning of this season. Uh-huh. I feel like getting all four of those villains, getting what we got last week as far as what Spider-Man learns and then what we're going to get into here as far as what Spider-Man learns, I feel even, I yeah. feel like that's another thing that makes me feel like this should have been the beginning of the season, but we'll see how that tracks throughout four parts. We will I'm, see. We will see. Yeah. I'll be, I'll be curious how your thesis holds up by the end of part four. I'm, me too. I'm yeah, I'm, I'll be very curious. Cause I don't know yet. <laughs> yeah. I, honestly, me either. have not watched me on this one. Yeah. So. We get a few characters introduced for the first time here on the show. Um, we hear Spot and we hear Mysterio and they are both voiced by Crispin Freeman, who we know we've talked about him before. We talked about him way back in our episode 13 when we were covering the spectacular Spider-Man because he is the voice of Max Dillon and Electro in that series. Um, great in that series. I mean, who is, but I really liked him in that series. Um, and he also came up as the English dub voice of Loki in Marvel's Disc Wars. Um, yeah, so we've yeah. talked about him. We've also talked about this next person. Um, Captain America is in this episode, and he's voiced by Roger Craig Smith, who we've pretty much almost only ever talked about because he voices Captain America and a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he voiced Captain America in Marvel's Disc Wars. He also voiced Captain America in Marvel's Future Avengers. Um, he also voiced Captain America in Marvel Rising. Um, <laughs> and I say almost only voices Captain America because he also voiced Squirrel Girl's hot dad. God, remember him? <laughs> I don't even remember what his name was other than <laughs> hot, Squirrel Girl's hot, hot dad. dad. You yeah, know? <laughs> Doreen's hot dad. <laughs> what a throwback! <laughs> yeah, so a few, few. It's interesting because we were talking last week about the particular villains they chose to introduce this four-parter with, yeah. and now I think Spot and Mysterio it's are an interesting up. place to go from there. It's a level and up, it, yeah. Right, and it is worth it is worth pointing out that the context of Spot as we record this has certainly changed dramatically over the past year. But I do think spot in the context of this show, when it was happening feels more like your slight step up and then your next step up into Mysterio. Yeah. I mean, even then, like I feel like the whole genius of spider, the spider verse spot is that he is at first viewed in the same Mm -hmm. way as I think you classically viewed the spot, you know, like during the time of this episode is made when it's just sort of like, like, yeah, he's kind of fun, but he's like, it's a, it's a stupid, yeah. silly supervillain, you know? Yeah. And then, you know, a twist of Spider-Verse is that, like, he's actually incredibly, incredibly powerful uh-huh. and, you know, maybe you shouldn't piss him off. Yeah. Um, in this case, it's still squarely in the, like, cool, formidable superpowers, but ultimately not the most, mm-hmm. not the most challenging supervillain of all time. Yeah. Quite literally a villain of the week here. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Spot from Spider-Verse, but yeah. it's true. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into this episode. It starts at Horizon High where Anya and Gwen are finishing up their open house project. So that 
still a through line. Theirs is the Storm Impact Pattern Machine, which they said so fast at first that I was like, I'm sorry, you're making a what now? Yeah. <laughs> but it is, it's basically a really powerful forecasting device you know Mm -hmm. it's a new new technology in the doppler sphere um (laughs) and they refer to it from here on out as sipma um yeah the storm impact pattern machine sipma um as they fantasize about what they will do with their millions when the sipma is purchased at the open house which i love i love that they're just like of course we're gonna win it and it's gonna be amazing yeah they're so Um, confident i love it (laughs) so good So good. Well, as they're doing that, Peter runs by in a hurry. And Anya remarks that she hasn't seen Peter so frantic since that Spider Island (sighs) business. Which is not a mistake that they bring that up in this episode. Yep. Also a reason I think this would work earlier in the season, perhaps. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. And then from that, Gwen gives a one-sentence recap of that arc which is nice because it isn't closer to the beginning of the season. And then Anya replies, luckily everybody was cured. And then Gwen gives her a look and says, yeah, everybody. (laughs) And our antennas went way up. (laughs) If they weren't already up at the mention of spider Island. Oh, 100%. Or weren't up at the thumbnail of this episode on fucking Disney plus. Yeah. Yeah. But whatever. Yep. But even then it was sort of like this sort of like confirms everything. Right. It confirms right of that. It's like, oh, what we were kind of hoping would happen and then convinced ourselves wasn't going to happen is actually going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like exactly the way that we discussed it happening. Yeah. Ex- like 1000 Down to like the personality traits. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. So Anya does react to that comment just by giving Gwen sort of a look. They actually really nail some of the subtle body language in this episode between these two characters. And I think it's worth noting because this isn't the most like emotive show all the time. Like a lot of their animation is like pretty simple and straightforward. And I don't feel like we often get these like subtle facial emotions that communicate as much as words would, if not more. Yeah. And there's a lot of that going on here. I fully agree. And it's like, I think that I like that this really sets the stage for, what this episode is going to be, which mm-hmm. is Gwen and Anya and just their story and their perspective on this. Yeah. Like this is the kind of thing that we've asked for. I feel like is that it's like you can do a Peter light episode when you have this full cast, yes. especially a cast of characters. Yes. that you know Will be spider people. And I almost wonder, like we have questioned if there's like some mandate where it's like, they simply are not allowed to have an episode that doesn't center Peter in some way. And I feel like, because and I almost wonder if this adds evidence to it because it's sort of like the way they can get around it is if only half of the episode is a Gwen and Anya centered episode and then the last mm. half of it is fully Peter and it still ends with him you know yeah. because it's like I I wish I wish that the Gwen and Anya thing was a full episode I could have oh, lived with a full episode absolutely. of a Gwen and Anya dynamic and because I do think that a criticism I have of this story is that as long as I've waited for Anya to suit up I kind of feel like there's a little less fanfare than I think it deserves only because I think it all has to happen so rapidly. I should be yelling as much about this as I did about miles suiting up a few weeks ago. Right. This should be as momentous of a moment, especially because we've been asking, like you said, for the two girls perspective on Spider-Man, given that they're literally connected to one. And now we know two of them. You know, yeah, right. So right. It, this should be a way bigger moment. I will say, like, 
for what we got of it, I do like yeah. many elements of it sure. in like the characterizations. Um, but yeah, I'm with you. They, they absolutely deserve their, their own full episode. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's, I mean, we'll, we'll not, we'll have final thoughts and stuff, but it's like, <laughs> I think it does feel, it feels rushed. Yeah. And I feel, I, I think they, they do the best that they can with the limited time that they have. Yeah. It just sucks that there had to be limited time at all. But yeah. I, I mean, it is nice that it like, it just gets right into it immediately. There is like, no, there is, there is no revving up to what happens. Like this starts, it sets the stage of like when and yeah. I have a project some hints about Anya in relation to spider Island and Gwen giving the constant side. eye, like, Hmm. Yeah. Everybody was cured. Hmm. Right. Audience. Wink, wink, wink. Like, and then, and then shit happens and it just keeps on going for the rest right. of the runtime. Yep. I think because of the way they introduced this and because of what this show is, this should be earlier in the season. But I also think that this episode still could have happened when it happened and they could have in a different show been building up to this if you were if you allowed Anya Miles and Gwen to be regular characters Mm -hmm. that don't just sort of turn into background figures when they're not (laughs) featured yeah like you could have been building up to this moment and then it wouldn't have felt as weird or as obviously broadcasted that this was going to be your spider girl episode yeah well and also it's like it was I think it was fundamentally a mistake for Anya to be kidnapped by Venom uh as well because that was yeah great point that that made us feel like oh well this puts the nail in the coffin that's right for that i think that was my exact <laughs> words actually yes, for that so theory it's like, doesn't yeah. make any sense that she wouldn't try to escape from the monster that kidnapped her and webbed her up yeah. um and she didn't need to be in that episode she really hadn't been that in the season very much so we would have never had any evidence of her ever needing being an, being in a situation to use spider powers except for that one moment in the venom episode that she yeah. didn't even be need to be there for because we never even saw her get kidnapped she just right. happens to be there at one point you know right. it isn't she even, even one get... of and isn't even enough of peter's friend to justify venom kidnapping her so it's like that was a huge yeah. mistake to do it because that i think hurts the setup you know what i mean oh totally totally agree with you 100 percent. yeah Huge mistake, didn't make sense, didn't need it, could have entirely cut her out of that episode. And it not only wouldn't have changed it, it would have changed it for the better, you know? Yeah. It would have changed this for the better, for sure. But she hasn't suited up yet. We just, we just, it's just very obviously (laughs) going to happen. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, like like just a few minutes. (laughs) Right. So the two of them activate the SIPMA and are surprised at the result because according to the readout, a tornado is set to hit Midtown, which is very weird for New York City. But instead of a tornado happening, a hole opens up in the sky and out fall Spider-Man and the spot in the middle of a tussle. Mm-hmm. So using his portals, the spot basically is like, okay, I've got Spider-Man over here. I've got these girls over here. I could probably escape Spider-Man if I attack them. Classic villain move. So he uses his portals to try to like drop a statue on them. Um, but these aren't just your ordinary girls. They're very <laughs> smart. They are literal geniuses. So they pick up pretty quickly on like how his powers work. And they're like, okay, so if he sent a statue through that portal, we can just jump through this one and we'll end up over here. So they just dodge it uh pretty gracefully and Uh anya makes a very conspicuous pun um about splitting like an atom that (laughs) spider-man even takes a moment to point out and i think she says she just couldn't resist so like they're laying it on very thick yeah if you are anticipating this is going to happen and it's not bad like it's it's like clever stuff. It just would have been better if it were built up to. Yeah, it's clever stuff, but it's like it, it's all concentrated in the span of like yes, you know, thirty seconds to a minute. Yeah, where it's like you had a whole season though. Yes, of, 
you know, and, right. and, and if and if they really utilized like Anya simply not being a huge player in those season stories and still finding weird little snide remarks that people would make. But then, you know, and then she's gone out of the story. I don't think it would be as obvious even if you sort of saw it mm-hmm. coming. Right. You know, like even if you knew yeah. that Anya is canonically a spider person, it would have been an obvious if it's just here and there. Somebody references Spider Island and, and Gwen be like. Like, I always, like, I wonder what would happen if someone wasn't cured or something like that. You yeah. know what I mean? Like Or have Anya be weird around Miles because she knows he's a spider person and he doesn't know that she is. Mm-hmm. And she, we learn later, doesn't necessarily want to be one. So, like, right. Right. there's little things you could do here and there that looking back on you'd be like, oh, that's why she was so weird around Miles, you know? Yeah. 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 Yep. But uh, that's not what we got. Instead, <laughs> we have this, which is uh, Spider-Man is saying that there's a new wave of villains coming after him. And he advises that Gwen and Anya run to safety. And as they do, they're both like, we can't just stand by while Spider-Man's getting, getting pummeled by the spot guy. And like calling the police is going to take way too long to get here. He's just going to get beat up. They, they know, know it's they, up. They know it's up. Uh, and Gwen's like, we both know who can help. Wink, wink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, nudge, nudge at Anya. And, uh, and and hopes that Anya is like thinking the same thing. And Anya's like, yeah, we should help. Doing science. Like, <laughs> and Gwen's like, okay, whatever. <laughs> if you say yeah. so. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny because they all but have said it at this point. It's also weird because Anya is basically being like Peter Parker in episode one and two of this whole series, the power <laughs> of science. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but in this case, it's because she's like doing everything to try to avoid yeah. picking up what Gwen's putting down. Yeah. She's, she's in denial. She's not, she's not in denial about it, but I guess she's, she's like being def- avoided. She's, she's deflecting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And she says as much at the end of the episode. That's just like, yeah, I have other things in mind with my life. That isn't this. So yeah. the less they embrace this, the better. Right. So the science that they do, um, comes together inside the building. They do get away from the actual fight. Um, Anya notes that the false tornado reading was actually picking up spots incoming portal. So if the Sipma is able to respond to the incoming portals, there might be a way to rig it to sort of uh, effectively like reverse and distort the portals. Um, Or at the very least, if they can anticipate it, they'll at least know that much, but they're pretty confident they could manipulate the portals if they just tweak a few things. Mm -hmm. Gwen says that they're going to need a ton of energy to do that and warns Anya that if they can't find that energy or if the plan doesn't work, that Anya needs to be prepared to use and Anya cuts her off again and says it won't fail. And then they run off to start their plan. The buildup, the (laughs) buildup, the tease, they're teasing us. (laughs) We know what you're about to do. It actually almost would have been really, I mean, I would have been mad at them, but I would have respected it if this actually were a fake out (laughs) in some way, shape or form. I kind of would have been into that. If this turned out to be Ghost Spider's debut, that actually would have been sick and I would have fucking loved it. Just based on how they're building this all up and pointing in every way, shape and form to Anya. Or, or if it's like, like it would be frustrating, but I think in a good way, if it's like she's constantly being pushed by Gwen to suit up a spider person, but then they do actually solve the problem with science oh, that she never needs yeah. to. And, and, yeah. and Anya's like, see, I never need to. And Gwen's like, I, but you should though. Come on. Yeah. Because the thing is, I think that they are clearly, the way this episode, the way that this like sort of segment ends is like, it 
she's obviously not she it doesn't end with her being like i'm a spider person full time no. it's like here's a thing i can whip out and then maybe by the end of the second season you will see me again eventually but it's like i, I it's it's clearly in, in a way that like i kind of wish that they had more clearly done with miles if they weren't going to use him where it's just like if yes. you don't want them to be a full-time spider a person with her have a reason with it i am like i am okay with that i am okay with anya not yeah. suddenly being a permanent spider person because it is a it is in character the way that they established her that she just doesn't simply does not want to unless it's super necessary yeah yeah absolutely absolutely so they do manage to sink the Sipma to Spot's powers, but before they can actually take action on that, Spot closes all the portals up with Spider-Man inside somewhere. They have no idea yeah. where. That's really scary. Just... It well, is. That's the thing. I think that it, it's fat. When I was first watching this, I was sort of like, it, there, something about this feels weird. And I think what it is, is that Anya and Gwen at this point for them for the majority of the story aren't actually engaged with Spot and Spider-Man. They are merely observers. They are participating yeah. with their science, but they are merely observers. So what what clocked is weird to me, but then I kind of came around on liking is that like there's a ton of just like narration and then just them just saying what you're seeing on screen but it's like but it makes sense in this scenario it's not like you know you're annoying like the characters are saying all the actions they're doing so the audience understand it's yeah they they actually have to be narrating it because they are trying to interpretate and in, they're trying to interpretate what the fuck <laughs> they're trying <laughs> they're trying to interpret the battle that they are seeing but not participating in yeah because this is an episode from the perspective of the basically bystanders of a super superhero fight, except they just happen to be smart enough that they can then yeah. participate in it. But it's like, it just, it, it, it makes this episode really stand apart. And, and it's something that when I, when, what I wish the show did more with these sort of perspective shifts where it's like, Peter doesn't have to, Peter can be in the story as Spider-Man, but doesn't have to be central to the story. Yeah. And, and so you get this really different sort of energy of like, these two girls who were just trying to come up with this cool science thing to save the day and then seeing like shit, things are only getting worse and escalating yeah. until, you know, until Anya does have to actually become the central part of the story when she was yeah. previously just kind of an observer. Right. This should have been the type of episode you cover, you could have covered from front to back on gimmicks. It should have been a perspective shift episode where yeah. the, the main characters in the background instead, because yeah. I actually really enjoyed all the scenes where they were sort of mm -hmm. figuring things right. out and you just saw action happening in the background. It's I thought done, they handled well it really well. Yeah, it's really well done. Yeah. And you'll get like fun little jokes, too, where it's like, you know, there's like a point where Anya's like, like the things are working and she's like, I love science. And then immediately mm -hmm. after Spider-Man falls through a portal, like right behind them, it says, I hate everything. Right. Like yeah. you can do fun little jokes because he's got his own shit going on. Yeah. But like that's that's just not what we're focusing on. We're focusing mm -hmm. on the science people. Yeah. Even even in civilian mode, like it was I thought it was notable right from the jump that Peter just runs by and the perspective doesn't shift to him. Like there's so right. much you can do with it. Um, yeah. And I like what they did do with it. It's just that but it, I wish it was such a, full, a small slice. It was it could have been there was enough here there was enough oh, yeah. here to make it a full episode yeah 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 so spider-man's trapped inside these portals somewhere they don't know where anya instructs gwen to open the portals back up it's interesting too because she is like really concerned that spider-man just got trapped it's sort of like a, a a pretty big change i feel like from when we first 
met her in the series, but it's cool because now she's a spider person. So things that she's seeing happen to Spider-Man, she can now directly sort of insert herself in as an analog. So it's like, it might be weird that she's like passionate about like, we've got to get him back. But like, it does make sense, you know? And she's been through enough at this point with like Spider-Man has been involved in so many things that have happened at Horizon and saved her a bunch of times that it's like, I buy that her, that she, her relationship with Spider-Man is just very different than what it was at the beginning of the series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But here's the thing. Gwen can't actually do anything because what they're able to do is manipulate the portals. They can't open them up. And she says as much. She's like, I can't do anything if they're not open. And Anya's like, well, then should I? And Gwen's like, yes, yes, yes. Don't even finish the sentence. Just do it. You know what you need to be is what she says. I love that. Yes. I know. Not what you need to do. You know what you need to be. And I think that's a really important distinction. So Anya finally suits up as Spider-Girl to take Spot on. And the hope here is that if she antagonizes Spot, he will use his powers to fight her off and open up a portal. I wish this was a bigger moment because it it's it's big in that we are seeing Anya as spider girl that is cool but I feel like there's this lead up like you know what you need to be and then we just see a web and she's there and it just kind of happens and I don't know I just whether it would have been like a cool pose that she makes like a cool pan up of her new suit she just kind of pops in from out of frame and now she's there and then she's gone or I mean, I would have loved a big momentous moment, but I also would have loved a moment where we actually get to see her finish suiting up and she's yeah. like nervous about it. You know? I love that too. I mean, because the thing is like, this is, again, it's a victim of the the shortened runtime that it's not a full episode, but it's like, I am curious at the thought process of if Anya didn't want to be a spider, spider girl, then why is the suit already ready to go, right? Is it because Gwen made it for her? Is it because yeah. Anya was still in the back of her head preparing for the day when she might inevitably have to use her spider powers? Like, yeah. where did the suit come from? Where was it? Sta- like, I think that, like, it just kind of happens. And it's, be- again, because it has to happen really rapidly. And for some reason, they didn't want to bring any of this up earlier in the season. But it's like, there's so much interesting stuff that you can mine from. And yeah, like, like, I, like you said, I think it would have made that moment more momentous if it's sort of like, we saw something tied to her suiting up or revealing the suit or yeah. Gwen being like, I made this for you. You know what you have to be or something like that, yeah. you know? Um, yeah. But as it stands, it's just sort of like, there's very little fanfare. She just pops up. And she's there and the suit looks cool, but it's like, yeah. and she, you know, she has some cool moves, but like, it's just kind of happens. You Nothing know? really distinct. Yeah. Yeah. I really, I, so I didn't know that this episode was going to follow a similar structure to the last one. So I didn't mm-hmm. know it was going to be half and half. Um, and I really thought this episode, because of when it was happening, because they set it up the way that they did mm-hmm. where there was that tension and there was all the sort of like nudge, nudge, wink, wink. I really thought that when she suited up or after this battle we were going to flash back and we were going to get some sort of explanation because they were already focusing on the two girls i was like all right great they're willing to do it right so i thought we were going to get flashbacks i thought we were going to get some sort of explanation of how we got to this point and i think that would have been cool right you start where you know we haven't been allowed to see them but they've clearly been working on this you know gwen knows that she's spider girl they've clearly talked about it trained in some way um at least a little bit uh so they could have gotten up to this point where she reveals her suit and then flashed back told a whole story and then flashed back into basically the second part of this little segment and and that would have been fine i think the the segment that we got could have been bookends 
to an yeah. episode that actually happens in the past. Yeah, it's like they either they either, you know, had a mandate and weren't allowed to do a full episode with the two girls or yeah. they didn't have the confidence to. And either way it oh, sucks. Sucks both ways. Either way that sucks. I don't actually know which one I think is worse. I don't know. I really don't know. Yeah. Um and it's like the other thing too, not to just harp on the fanfare of it all, but like literally the fan like fanfare, there's no like musical motif or anything that It's Anya weird. Has. And, and and it's like I actually noticed this like this this show doesn't have extremely pronounced music. It's very run of the mill basic background mm-hmm. orchestral action music. It's fine. Here, feel neither here nor there about it. This episode for some reason felt even quieter than usual, especially in this I segment. Agree. Like I almost felt like there was it sometimes it felt like there was no music and it's like, "Oh no, it's just that their voices are like like the mixing was weird, like their voices are way louder and there's just very very super quiet music in the background." And I'm like, "She there should like I I could picture some a unique musical motif yeah. that you could throw for Anya Corazon, who's a really unique character, right. even just in this show, like to make her stand out. And there's nothing. There's yeah, barely any music at all. It's really weird. <laughs> it's really, yeah. really weird. Yeah. Very strange. But she's yeah. Spider Girl now. That's kind cool. of. <laughs> yeah. So it looks like Spider Girl hit the spot. Ho ho ho. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> so the two spar a bit spider girl on the spot uh and when anya begins to gain the upper hand he does finally open up several portals which gives gwen the opportunity to use the sipma to gain control of them um, anya knocks spot out while she's doing that and with spot webbed up gwen is able to lock onto spider-man's location this bummed me out so hard yeah. They lock on his location. They've already said he could be anywhere, right? <laughs> Anya hops in, brings him right out. It's, yep. I mean, the runtime thing, right? Like, I it's, know. Because I really was just like, there's why couldn't you just, you see Anya pass through a portal and suddenly she's in like the Himalayas or whatever and there's polar bears. Like, yeah. And how wild is it for Anya's first outing as a spider person? Just be like, how am I fucking here right now? Yeah. Like, what? Well, <laughs> like, and you could do, it's it's so weird that you could do things that would give her a really solid argument for not wanting to suit up again. Yeah. If this is the kind of shit she has to suit up for, why yeah. would she want to do it again? Yeah. Like, no, I don't want to fight a polar bear. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm not putting that goddamn thing on ever again. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, we've we've said it so many times. It just needed more time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, I I do like the the next detail. She brings she you know brings Spider Man back. Uh, he passes out, and then when he comes to uh, Anya, is no longer suited up, and they actually are just pretending that Spider Girl does not exist currently. Gwen and Anya yeah. are like, like oh you know um the hypothermia causes hallucinations, so there was no Spider Person, Spider Man, and Spider. <laughs> You little uh, liars. Spider- you little liars. <laughs> uh, and Spider-Man's like, well, thanks so much for your help. And then he flips off to avoid the police. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I do. I do like, I'd like this though, because I like this idea that like, this is something that Peter is just not in the know about at all. And yeah. So it can be a surprise, even though, you know, the surprise has been ruined for us at this point. It is still an option to really shock him when he sees another spider person much less Anya as a spider person later on yeah like I'm excited for that to happen yeah me too I think this would have been a fantastic place to end an episode on right like mm-hmm. he comes to they kind of wrap up their whole they, they get their story together wrap it up 
um, and then having him leave to avoid the police, which is something they've been building up over the course of the season, but specifically, you know, went in hard on on the last episode, mm-hmm. um, I think is like such a nice way to to tie everything together. Yeah, it's good. It's good. And yeah. then you, you're left on that note of like, well, shoot, now we, we're left wanting more because we want to know when this is going to finally come to a head because she's yeah. not telling him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, instead, we have Gwen asking Anya, are you ever going to tell Spider-Man you retained your Spider Island powers? And Anya's like, I mean, I, I want to, I want to be like a tech mogul. Are you kidding me? <laughs> this is, this is, that's, this is too much for me. Um, yeah. She's like, I got plenty on my plate. Got all my, all these, all these ambitions. I just like, I don't, I don't need the, I, I actually, I like her justification being that like, there's so many superheroes in the Marvel universe that are going after like purse snatchers and muggers and stuff. Why do you need another superhero, especially another web spinning spider person? There's literally two of those already. Yeah. Like I am good at the tech thing. Like I'm yeah. good at building it, making technology. The world could use a, more of those types of people than someone who's like just swinging around fighting crime. Like yeah. you don't need me for this. Yeah. Um, Every piece of it is exactly what we were hoping the explanation would be before we decided that she, they were just going to retcon it. You know what I mean? Right. We were hoping, Oh, she didn't, they didn't explicitly show her get cured. So that's probably how she gets her powers. Oh, she's not using them. So why wouldn't she be using them? Oh, maybe she's not interested. Maybe she's put off by them. Maybe that, you know, like everything that we were hoping for, they're doing here. So it was cool to see it. It just also was very funny that immediately after, well, I guess two weeks ago, not one week ago, but like immediately pretty much the show was like, oh no, you were right. You just needed to wait. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. It's so funny. I also love like when just being like, you know, I'll support you, whatever you decide. I'm like, oh, you're such a sweet friend. Oh, yeah. You're so nice. And mm-hmm. she's still like subtly like, but you could also be a superhero. You'd be really cool. Like, I think you'd be a really great superhero. So you should be, but I'll support you, whatever you decide. Like, I think that there's a, I, and actually I think there's a smart characterization with her yes. given that she has, she had enjoyed being a spider person briefly during the spider island stuff a lot like she's like i got spider powers immediately making a suit immediately making a superhero persona immediately fighting crime like diving headlong and then like (laughs) but she and then like she has anya and she's like can i at least like live vicariously through you though like like she is a little she is absolutely jealous of anya and is is, but but you know it's still like a good enough friend to not be weird about it but but she's definitely jealous she does admit it you know (laughs) and it's yeah Yeah. no it's perfect i love that i didn't even like i did i i identified the fact that gwen was serving as anya's woman in the chair right but like the fact that she would be excited to do that because it's the closest she gets to being a superhero after having been a superhero i like Mm -hmm. that even more you know yeah because it's not where she would prefer to be and that creates like an interesting character motivation yeah yeah like i think you know and if i i don't i don't think that I, I doubt that they'll go in this direction because I don't, it just doesn't seem like kind of show that would do it. But like, I feel like that would be a kind of thing where like the jealousy kind of continues. And if Anya has another opportunity, like I could see, th- I could see that being a fracturing in their friendship. Mm-hmm. If it's sort of like the underlying jealousy that Gwen has, yeah. you know, kind of erupts at certain points. I don't think that the show will go in that direction. No. 
Um, and I feel like if it were more of a teen drama show, they could do that. Yeah. <laughs> if yeah. This one leaned more into the Spider-Man soap opera of it all. We might've gotten it. Yeah. I feel like if they're going to have like friendship issues, it's going to be with, between Peter and someone else yeah. like with Harry. Um, I don't think that they would do it between the supporting characters, unfortunately, yeah. but, but there's room like you could envision that happening, which is nice to have that kernel of that here. I, yeah. I didn't really expect to have that. I'm kind of, it's, that's very cool. Yeah. Also, you mentioned Harry. I'm oh. so mad. This show got me to forget about Harry for two whole episodes, and I'm pissed about it. They're succeeding well, in their mission. There's two. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. God the damn. Two, the two things that we've ranted the most about this season have been Harry and Miles. Yeah. Neither of them are anywhere to be seen. Miles, I think, a little bit justified because... I, I don't know. Like when would Peter have had time to call miles and all the, the, the madness of the last episode yeah. and most of it was kind of low stakes anyway. So I didn't feel like they needed him there. Well, and this arc is specifically about the mystery right. man trying to get the red and blue Spider-Man. Right. Right. You so know, the other and, villains are probably not paying any attention to miles. Yeah. In this episode, it's obviously easily forgive miles not being there. If Gwen and Anya are kind of the focus instead of him. So that's fine. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um. but, but Harry still, and I mean like, for Harry, I guess there's not really a place that he would fit in to this either, no. I guess. But and I'm like, not saying there was. I, in it's fact, still, but it's very funny. In fact, I will give them credit for succeeding at what I think they are trying to do, which is remove Harry for a significant period of time from the show. Uh, yeah. I didn't think even once during these two episodes about him, <laughs> and my heart is broken. I'm so sorry I've betrayed you, Harry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah. But at least there are two good episodes that he wouldn't fit into, right? Like that's yeah. If if I'm gonna forget about him, it's because we got good, compelling stuff. Sure. I mean, he didn't appear in every episode in the first season either. Totally. It wasn't like a bad thing. You yeah. know, I, I think it's fine. It's just. As long as you have a reason to, as long as you can sort of justify not having these characters appear and it's not, we're not asking, but why don't you just call X? Like that's where the problems are. But you know, you're succeeding as long as it doesn't feel like they would be at all necessary to the episode, (laughs) you know? Yeah, totally. Totally. (laughs) But, uh, but that'd be, that's it for the sort of first half of the episode. And now we're Mm -hmm. moving into the, the second segment, uh, which is about an hour later, Spider-Man swinging along, and he like this terrified the shit out of me. He falls asleep while he's web swinging. Dude, uh, hate this so much. But it's also like so real, right? Like yeah. I totally could see. I mean, I'm sure he's done it in the comics. I feel like he did it in that Spine Tingling Spider-Man, you know, comic. Yeah. Like the idea that like Peter overworks himself, which we know he yeah, often oh, yeah. does, and is like the way it's swinging through the air and falls asleep. Like that is so scary. And he's woken up by like a truck almost running into him which is even scarier like does he hit the mirror does he hit the mirror yeah i think he does yeah he does i think so if not it gave the impression and that's what i walked away with awful (laughs) awful yeah oh yeah it's scary but it's even even worse it's like he looks at his clock he looks at his watch it's like 15 hours later it's like dark and creepy and foggy now there's like no i mean i knew something was up i was like this this feels like it's suddenly well, like a high, silent hill or something right now so i mean it, there's that <laughs> but specifically the fact that he woke up 15 hours later in the exact same spot right yeah, cuz like it doesn't make any sense they could have played it off if they wanted to if he woke up in the water if he woke up on the ground they could have at least had you questioning even if it was foggy or weird or whatever because yeah. it's 15 hours later but yeah i mean you know, there are at least yeah. a few villains that come to mind if you wake right. up in a foggy place. And they don't <laughs> give him an opportunity to question like, wait, but it's been 15 hours. 
how is I just web swinging right now? Right. Like, it, it, it doesn't make sense, but like he doesn't have time to think about it yeah. because immediately a bunch of like Hydra agents and a tank just randomly show up a on this empty, tank. foggy Silent Hill bridge. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's the other clue, right? It's an empty bridge. That bridge yeah. would never be empty. <laughs> right, right. Like none of it makes any sense, but yeah. like they keep throwing, I mean, it, I think it, it works ultimately because they just throw out so much random shit to distract Spider-Man yeah. and not think about the weird situation he's in and also he's never met villains like Mysterio before yeah. so he wouldn't know to expect anything like this you know well it's a it's a it's a it's a smart use of that that franticness like last week's episode right he kept yeah. he kept almost learning information but could never actually do anything about it because there's too much going on here it's like you should know that something weird's going on but like when would you stop to think about it yeah in addition to the tank and the hydra agents captain america's there and he arrives to save him and is like, hey, join Black Widow on the Avenjet. Is that what it's always, has it always been called? The Avenjet? No, it's a Quinjet. <laughs> Avenjet is an awful, horrible name. I hate, I hate it so it. much. I wouldn't be surprised if it was called that in the comics at some point. Probably. I wouldn't be surprised if that came from somewhere. Because it sounds like a comic name. It does. It does. Well, it's not the thing. If you saw it on a page, it'll be fine. But then saying yeah. it out loud, it's like, that sounds gross in my mouth. <laughs> but uh, joining him on, on, on the Avengers' jet... Uh, for an official Agen- Avengers mission to which Spider-Man says Avengers missions are the best missions. And I'm like, are they though? I feel like they go to like war in space. Yeah. Well, space is cool, but going to like war and stuff isn't really fun. So I don't know that I'd agree with you there, Spider-Man. I would buy, well, I guess I buy it regardless just because he's like, he doesn't interact with them that much or whatever, but yeah. I would buy it even more if he hadn't just been with like Kamala Khan on like, this weird sort of Avengers mission that I wouldn't exactly call like idyllic. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And and just had Kamala just like explaining how hard it is to be an Avenger (laughs) and how much it actually kind of sucks. Right. Right. Yeah. But I mean, he's still just like a dumb 15 year old who idolizes the Avengers. So sure. Whatever. It's a way for him to once again, be distracted from like the fact that Hydra just showed up on this bridge. Yeah. Yeah, this where it gets it gets a little bit confusing as to what's what because he gets inside of the jet, which I guess is a real jet because he's inside the jet, but there's a black widow there who's a hologram, so the hawk widow isn't there. And then, you know, we very quickly realize that the whole scenario was set up by Mysterio. I have many questions of like, so what was real there and what wasn't? Because I think he references the tank at one point. Like, oh, that's why it didn't cue my spider sense because it wasn't real. But then I'm like, so was Captain America hologram or not? Who was real? Who wasn't? I don't know. So from here on out, it's basically all just Mysterio holograms, right? So like we can... I think we can except sometimes to... there aren't no no, no I know I know I'm, I'm just saying like oh okay. everything from here on out is basically Mysterio doing his fuckery right yeah so what some of it is real some of it's not but it's all Mysterio fuckery yeah. so like generally speaking because you're asking the question I I think because now I want to I want to explore this because yeah. I didn't think about the jet thing yeah I do think if if all of this is taking place on a sound stage, which we eventually learn, right? Oh yeah, I guess that makes sense. He's not he's I not think... on a, he's not doing holograms on the bridge. The right. bridge was also part of the sound stage. He I, must you have know, been I didn't really think about that. Yeah. Um and taken to the sound stage. So I think most things would work. Because even um, the jet would just be like a set and a platform Spider-Man goes on that has a hologram that makes it look or, like a jet because of the hologram, maybe. I mean, if he's if he's on the ground or even if he's jumping from the ground to a different place on the ground, you could pull some of that stuff with stuff off with holograms or elaborate sets or whatever the case is. So, yeah, I think it probably is OK. 
I mean, Mysterio stuff, it's always a little bit dicey yeah, in, in terms of explaining. It's sort of like, I guess he just has hard light holograms is the only way to explain half the stuff that he does. This episode may even makes a little more sense than that. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just, it's always funny to think about it sometimes because well, every Mysterio is a little to. different. Right. That's exactly why you kind of have to examine it sometimes. Yeah. You're like, um, how much of this is happening? Like, in holograms, how much of it is happening in my mind for some versions of yeah. Mysterio? How much, how much of, it of it is like, like animatronics? You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think this one is, in t- it seems like entirely hologram based, like light holograms, yeah. I think. And then some and like Panthers. Living animals. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. And a, and a robot. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so, first of all, this, uh, this, so like he's in this sort of like, uh, you know, ethereal space where he's just presented with three rooms. The the space that he's in is just like the Black Lodge for Twin Peaks. It's like the the yeah. red curtain and like yes. the zigzag oh, floor. Oh, thank you for saying that. I was trying yeah. to figure out why it felt so familiar, mm-hmm. like and what it was like setting off in my brain, and that is yeah. exactly it. I liked that. I thought that was really fun and and really clever. Oh, um, so glad. I there's feel some such relief. Rand. There's a <laughs> there's some random ass references in this episode. Actually, I guess I'm only thinking of two. But it's like a Twin Peaks reference, and then there is a Dragon Ball reference. So I'll get to uh, shortly. Fantastic. That was like, wow, that's in this. Okay, um, <laughs> but I love it. I love it because it's I mean it's kind of uncharacteristic for this show, but I, I dig it. I'm into mm-hmm. it. So these three rooms, right? Because uh-huh. there are these three doors in this sort of hub room. Uh, the Twin Peaks room. And there are these three doors. They all have some sort of like image on them. Uh, and Spider-Man ultimately has to go into each one. The one he picks first is one that has like a picture of kittens on it. So he's like, what bad things could happen in a room with kittens on it? I do like this to us. It's obvious. Like, oh, he's going to fight like like lions or tigers yeah, or yeah, something, yeah. right? But like there are literally kittens in that room that don't seem to be holograms either. Like, yeah. <laughs> I found it very funny. Lure him into a false sense of security, you know? Yeah, yeah. I found um, that very funny. Like, no, there there are actually yeah. kittens in this. That wasn't wrong. Well, and we <laughs> only know that because we're watching it with, like, a meta perspective, right? Like, mm-hmm. if you were in that scenario and you had to make a decision, like, I'm not blaming him for picking the kitten one. Yeah, the other one right. had a saw blade on it, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> I thought it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we referenced it. I mean, there's a Black Panther in this room. And at first he's, of course, like, oh, well, this is obviously a hologram. But then he touches it and it's real. Yeah. And then it's not even just enough for there to be like a real Black Panther in the room. Mysterio adds two holographic Black Panthers. So Spider-Man can't even initially be sure where the real one is. I like this twist. I think it's yeah, fun. It's good. It's over very fast. But I do like the twist. Yeah. Yeah, and it's an it's an actual animal Black Panther, not like an evil yes. version of the superhero Black Panther. Yes, a literal um, panther. Literal <laughs> panther. Uh, but I do like after he defeats the hand, you know, he defeats like he figures out which one is the real panther and like webs it all up into a ball. Like they do what I felt like was a very like ultimate Spider-Man kind of yes. gag, where the kitten <laughs> just like rolls the giant yep. panther off screen. <laughs> you know what? And I didn't even think about it that way because it was Mysterio. Like this is it's their fine, perfect yeah. opportunity to do like. Weird weird surreal shit i don't mind the ultimate spider-man gags when they like feel justified like the show doesn't do stuff like that very often oh yeah and i'm like yeah that's mysterio it doesn't have to make sense Mm -hmm. it's fine yeah Yeah. no i say i didn't think about it because it it was done well like it's one of those Mm -hmm. things where it like didn't stop me 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the other room is an infinite hall of mirrors. Classic Spider-Man's, mm-hmm. you know, look at all. I'm like, oh, this one makes me have a big head. This one makes me look tiny. This is so much fun. Uh, and then he fights a Spider-Man clone. This is where there's the DBZ um, reference. And I know you haven't gotten this far into it. Oh, but okay. Ooh, very I was going to be like, worried. <laughs> the Majin Buu. And it's subtle. To, I, mean, I, well, I guess not subtle, but like. If you're not paying attention, you can miss it. Sure. But like in the Majin Buu saga, like literally the last saga of Dragon Ball Z, so mm-hmm. you've got a while. Um, that they, they, I know you've probably heard of like them doing fusion or whatever. Oh yeah, but yeah. They yeah. do like a fusion. Pokemon dance. makes a reference to the fusion dance. <laughs> Spider-Man does the fusion dance to himself in the mirror. In the mirror. Like oh my god, you're himself. so right. I, yeah. I did. Yeah, that he didn't does talk like for with me. the leg and then with the the pointing. Yeah, he does, yeah, She yeah. just does the DBZ fusion Holy dance. Holy shit. Yeah. It was so fucking because I had to rewind it because I saw him. I didn't even it didn't even clock with me until I saw him doing the pointing. And I was like, wait, no. And then I rewound it. And I'm like, he literally does the entire dance. That is yeah. the fusion. Ha. Like exactly. That's that. So funny. It's so funny. It pr- and it's so random because this show yeah. doesn't do references like that. No. Other than like the Akira slide, you know, which yeah, but was like, like a whole other level, you know. Yeah. But like That's having different. like a, having like twin a Twin Peaks room and then the DBZ fusion dance, which yeah. isn't even like it's not even like somebody painted like a Dragon Ball on a wall as a graffiti. It's like right, right. You had to animate the the fusion dance like right. very intentionally it's not for passive. this. That's not static. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's so fucking funny. Wow. Yeah. No, that that went right over my head. Probably because yeah. I recognize the pose, but I don't actually know the dance. I've never yeah. seen it in action. Right. I've just seen Venusaur and Blastoise do like a, a a poor version of it and combine oh, in like so a funny. weird have you ever seen that episode no it's, it's also has to do with like weird illusory stuff because it's like the first time ash runs into ghost pokemon who have oh, like okay. illusion powers so uh-huh. there's like a whole thing with blastoise and venusaur doing the fusion dance yeah. um but what's interesting about the mirror thing and it, i don't i guess it doesn't bother me it just i thought it was weird and sort of curious he has a scratch on his suit from the panther oh fuck and i thought that was going to be his clue that the the reflection in the mirror was wrong he never brings that up oh my god that's so you know that seems like something that like it wasn't scripted and then they animated it and like Mm. nobody connected the dots that like like somebody like specifically storyboarded it or whatever you know but like just didn't connect the dots that like oh but that doesn't make sense unless it's supposed to be one of those like chameleon belt situations oh my god chameleon belt can just be its own term on our show maybe it's a chameleon belt right yeah where like it's for us but it's not really as significant within the universe yeah. So they wanted to have it there maybe so that we never got confused about I the mirrors. But like, yeah. I don't know. I didn't think the mirror well, thing was confusing. They're, it's they're not, so, it's not like a literal hall of mirrors that you would encounter in real life at like a carnival or a fun house. It's like a bunch of mirrors just sort of in black, empty space. So like, it's never really yeah. confusing as to where our Spider-Man is. Yeah. The confusion for him is more like just getting out of the space. Right. Um. Okay. I wish I'd been paying attention to this because then when Spider-Man tricks Mysterio at the end and switches himself to the oh, robot, shit. does the I didn't robot think have the claw marks that. or not? Oh, man. Well, we're going to find out. We can't find out in this moment, but by the end of this podcast, we're going to know the answer. So who's going to pull up Disney Plus right now? I am. Okay. <laughs> I'm already on it. Already on it. Because now I need to know. Yeah, but yeah, that, that scratch, like that. I really thought that was going to be 
the thing he noticed because he's like he's doing the dances right and, and it makes yeah. sense that's the first thing you're going to look for you're going to try to figure out if one of the reflections doesn't work yeah um, but i figured ultimately that would be his clue i mean yeah. i was staring directly at it the whole time i was like yeah he's got to notice at some point now his clue really is that the 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 other spider-man just punches him in the face through the mirror <laughs> Maybe maybe it's subversive. Maybe our expectations were subverted and it's just funnier if he gets punched in the face. It is funny when this mirror self just punches him in the face and it's like, yeah. well, I know that's not me. Yeah. Um and, and Nicola just turns out to be a robot. Like it's just a robot. Mysterio yeah. just has a robot of Spider-Man, and that's all that's that's all you need to know. Yeah. Um, I do kind of like that. I mean, it we get a lot of different elements, like classic elements <laughs> of Mysterio in the short segment, right? We get holograms, we get like weird sort of like sideshow circusy things, and we get a robot. Like they kind of touch on all the greatest hits. Yeah. Yeah. Including a room full of saw blades. Cause after he oh, after man. he defeats the robots, he just goes into a room that's just full of saw blades, and that's it. And he acrobats his way out of that situation. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest, the saw blade room, kind of a wet fart of a finale of those three uh, rooms. Yeah. Are you kidding like, me? It's like nothing clever happened in that room. There was nothing no. like particularly like interesting or puzzly. There was no like problem solving he really needed to do. It was all purely just like Spider-Man agility that got him through there. I think it would have been fine if it was the first room and it's sort of like, oh, wow, this is serious. Or like, you know, he tries to go through the three cats door, but the three, the, all the, the label door labels are just swapped. So he goes through the cats one and it's saw blades and then he tries another one. And then he tries the cat. Oh one, yeah. That could have worked just fine. Cause I think the robot one being last would be fine because the robot one is what leads into the actual finale of the episode, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the saw blade one really screams, we couldn't think of anything else and we didn't have enough time to do anything more elaborate either. <laughs> like, come on. You can think of anything. It's Mysterio. Bring back. You a, can do anything with him and you just chose a room full of saw blades. Werewolf, like, for, uh, you know, do the, do the robot pirates, like yeah. draw inspiration from the nineties show, draw inspiration from spectacular, make him, make him make a little dragon or something. Yeah. Know? Yeah. You could do so much. Yeah. No, we got fucking saw blades. Yeah. Whatever. Well, I have the answer. I have the answer okay. to the suit situation. Do you want okay. it now or do you want it when we get to that point? Well, we're, we're about to get there right now because Great. basically, you know, Spider-Man's conquered the three rooms. Essentially, how this goes is that the, the, the episode does have a pretty clear cut where Spider-Man is like leaving the saw room and then like it does like fade to you know Mysterio or, or something or, or black. I don't remember what it does, but there is I did double check like there is a very clear cut yeah. between Spider-Man finishing the last room and then what seems to be Spider-Man entering Mysterio's room mm -hmm. and then Mysterio just like electrocutes him with an electrified floor. Spider-Man's out for the count. Mysterio's honestly like, this was kind of anticlimactic. Like, you didn't even have like a funny quip or anything. And I just like knocked you out. I guess yeah. it was easy. Uh, he hits the off switch. He feeds his panther. We see Spider-Man listening in from above Ooh. as Mysterio. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it when he does the... the Descends the from the ceiling. Des descending from the ceiling thing. Yeah, one of my favorite things to do in the game still. Mm -hmm. But he's listening in as Mysterio mentions a bounty on Spider-Man's head. So it's like, cool. I got this information I need. And then he strikes. We learn very quickly that he actually switched himself with the robot that we saw earlier. Yes. So does that robot have the claw marks or not? Doug, we need the answer. Spider-Man does not switch the costume. So the robot walks in with an intact suit and Spider-Man explicitly is shown with 
his torn suit when he punches Mysterio in the face. So it does work as a, I could see it being intentional if they wanted that to be a clue for the audience that right. something was off. The mirror stuff doesn't really make sense, but I'm okay with the sort of cleverness of the clue of you potentially being a step ahead of Mysterio. Yeah. I think that's kind of fun. Okay. I like, I like that consistency. Yeah, yeah. I, I I guess I'm okay with it either way. I don't know what I would prefer, like if he swapped the suits or not. Because if he swapped the suits, you well, I don't know. Yeah, I, I I'm I don't know I don't know what I want. I don't know what I want. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what's better. Have... But I think I like your sort of interpretation that it is for us. Right, I think it is so. the chameleon belt situation where we are meant to know. If he had put the claws in the uh, robot suit you would just see metal, not skin. And that would be even more obvious, you know? Yeah. So I, I think that that was intentional and they just like, didn't really think through the mirror side of it all. But for the end, it was intentional yeah. for, to be an audience. Okay. Crew. Cool. It was a chameleon belt for us. Yeah. Yeah. Now we see Mysterio in its full glory in this last scene. What do you think of this Mysterio design? Oh, um, I do like it more than I typically like this show's interpretation of villain designs. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily just feel like a light armor suit in the colors of Mysterio. Um, I like that his dome is one of the versions of Mysterio that seems to have like a ghostly visage behind it. I like um, that. Yeah. I think it looks cool. I think it looks very cool. I like that the the sort of ghostly visage in his dome is like kind of like a skull esque or a, like gray alien esque. Yeah. Kind of face. Oh, that it's, must be why I liked it. <laughs> it's funny because I feel like if you were to ask me, yeah, independently of anything, like, do you like Mysterio if he has like a face in his dome? I would. Say oh, like, we've no. had this conversation. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but it's funny because it's sort of like I feel like my answer would be no mm-hmm. because it's sort of like oh, he did the fun thing about Mysterio is that it's a fucking dome for a head. That's so fucking weird. Like embrace yeah. that. But then I'm like, every time I've ever seen a face in his dome, though. I think I kind of like it. I like it in the in the in the uh, Insomniac games. Yeah, it's a full on skull. It's kind of creepy. I like it in this spectacular Spider Man is where I'm sort of on the line, but I like that it's a very subtle kind of face in there and not really a face. And I think that's why it ultimately works for me. And I can't think of any other occasion that I've ever seen a face in him. Um, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I'm with you on this spectacular one because it's like almost a little too abstract based on the show's style for it to like work for me, but it is that sort of like silhouette thing. And yeah. maybe if they reverse the color scheme for it, I would feel differently about it. Cause then it would sort of resemble this one where it's less of a shadow and more of like a weird, uh, like light inside of the, mm. the, the, the globe. I, yeah, I can't think if there's any other, and I do like the insomniac one. I'm with you on that. I think that one looks yeah. really cool. That almost just looks like fog that shapes itself into yeah. almost a face. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, the only other time we've seen a Mysterio that has something in the dome, actually, it seems like we've seen more Mysterios that do have something in the dome than not is I think in either the 60s was it the 60s show oh shit where he had he doesn't have a face but he has like he has the little like waveform almost right yeah yeah i forgot i totally forgot about yeah and i think is it the 60s show or is it the i think it's amazing friends or is it amazing friends actually because isn't that like a firestar episode there's like the weird psychedelic area no is it the 90s no 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 i'm mixing mixing stuff up shit i'm mixing up 
Oh God, <laughs> my brain. No, I think it's the '60s show. I think it is the six. It's got it's. Oh, fuck. I'm I'm, I'm, no, I'm remembering you know a what? cave of oh, some shit. kind. <laughs> I think that's the '60s show that has the waveform. And but Amazing Friends was the one where it was like he had the black dome, and that's what was weird about him, rather than a lit one. Yeah. So 1967 has like the vertical waveform for sure. Yeah. That's an um, odd, interesting. One. I don't yeah. think I like. I don't remember what I said I last time, but now that we're having the conversation. Though. I don't think I like it. Um. Yeah. And then let's see the eight nineteen eighty one is that what we're trying to figure out? Yeah. Cause oh did that. yeah, I don't like that one either because that is the black dome and it has like not the waveform but it has like a starburst, like yeah. a white starburst kind of. Yeah. So yeah, we literally have barely ever seen in an animated show a blank dome. It's, it's like, really the, 90s like the ninety show. Ninety show. <laughs> yeah. I was also thinking too. I know we didn't officially cover this, but we did it on the Patreon. But the yeah. spider, the Mysterio from the PS One Spider Man, mm-hmm. um, he has like like a, like uh, what are they called? Like the sort of like gy- almost has like a gyro, like a gy- moving gyroscopic oh, light effect inside of his dome. Interesting. I do kind of like that because it's really trippy. Um, but again, that's another example of something being in the yeah. fishbowl. Yeah, yeah, that is interesting. Yeah, I've never. I wow, huh? That's yeah. that's different. Yeah, it yeah. almost looks like one of those um those things that like the that you touch and like the yes. I, what do you even call that? The is thing it electromagnetism? You from, like, the thing you get from like Spencer's, right? Yes. That's on the uh yeah, that's in the X Files that's in the X Files opening sequence. <laughs> um yeah. And yeah. in Power Rangers in the command center, right? Don't they have one of those? Uh I think Rita I don't has, think they touch it, but Rita well, Rita has one sort of a similar type of thing in her palace. But I guess there is one I mean, is there one on the command center too? I f- um, maybe. I don't know. I think you're think I think we're thinking of what's in Rita's palace. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Because it's also in, it's, it's just the de- same decor. <laughs> the same prop. They you they recycled the same prop from Jetman too. Like you see that weird little orb. It's so funny. Amazing. Wow, this is wild that we're only just kind of realizing right now in this moment that yeah. almost every like all but one, I think, if we're remembering all the ones we've covered, and we've covered a lot of them. And um, he hasn't been because he hasn't been an ultimate yet, has he? I don't think so. No, we haven't covered him, so I don't know what he looks like there. We'll see about that. I'm very curious. Yeah, I'm not going to look it up yet. I'll let it be a surprise. Yeah, I would. I think that if I had to make a prediction, I bet you Ultimate Spider-Man will have just a blank dome. I feel like it I has been pretty traditional in. Yeah. like classic designs so that fits the show's aesthetic and also i say that and that's the show that has dr octavius with like weird hair but but i i actually that. do think i remember saying that like when you really sort of look at it it's more classic it's really just the hair that's a problem <laughs> yeah um and in far from home he doesn't have a face does he jake gyllenhaal does not have a face no it's home. no it's like the it's like the video game it's like fog yeah, yeah. I actually commend them for not going down the face hole. The face hole. Wow. Face hole. Jesus Christ. <laughs> for not Those are the going holes down I was sensing at the top of the episode. The face road. That's what I was thinking of, not <laughs> hole. Going down the face road with uh with the live action because it would have been real easy to put a, a face in that dome. Yeah. Um I wish the dome was bigger on Jake Gyllenhaal, but I, I understand why they did what they did. Um Yeah, no, that is so fucking weird though. They just love putting shit in Mysterio's bowl. I know if you <laughs> putting shit in the bowl, get out of here. Um, <laughs> yeah. If you had asked me without having gone through this whole conversation, I would have said, yeah, most of the time they don't put anything in the, in the dome. And I would have been super wrong. They love it. They love having stuff there. <laughs> I guess it just really is. It must feel weird to be 
Because even in, you know, in the 90s show when there is nothing there, like they yeah. always had like glow effects when he's talking and stuff a lot yeah. of times. It's, I like, think it's got to be the animation thing. It's it, yeah. an, like emoting a character with no face and not having a like a speech bubble to format yeah. text on. That's not enviable position to be in. <laughs> I think that does make a lot of sense for why it just feels that they feel the need to add something to there to yeah. at least signify some kind of emotion or yeah. facial movement. Yeah. It, it does make sense, but this one's cool. It almost feels like not, I mean, not that it's necessarily done in the actual aesthetic style of, but mm-hmm. the one that we're talking about in this show kind of feels almost like Batman beyond ish in a way. Um, oh yeah like if you sharpened it up you know what i mean some of the yeah like some of the computer screens or like like the the news announcer that they have on batman beyond like that weird that weird like color contrast i think it's because it's lighter than the rest of the dome you know Mm -hmm. it feels like a light as opposed to a shadow yeah yeah it's cool i actually like the design i don't often say that for this show but i really like mysterious design i do too they 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 did it right this time yeah i'm I'm glad good job yeah, actually, I think in general, even though, you know, we don't get a lot of depth to this Mysterio or anything, I like how they handle this Mysterio because, like, he is formidable in all the ways he should be, which, like, is throwing out a bunch of holograms and some weird shit. I wish they made some of the stuff even more surreal and weird, but oh, like, yeah. I like the road they went down. But I also like that, like, once it just with classic Mysterio, once Spider-Man has him face to face, he is he is kind of a joke. Like, pathetic. <laughs> absolutely pathetic one on one. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> I love um, it. It's my favorite thing that I've realized about Mysterio by doing yeah. this podcast is that he's only formidable when you are confused. Yeah. And then no, once I, you figured it out, he sucks. You kick his ass. Yeah. I mean, like the way that he's like gets webbed up, like yeah. the way that Spider-Man webs up a couple times and then just like does it one last time to just make him fall flat on the ground with like no effort at all. Yeah. Like it's nothing. There's nothing. Like really the only, the only semi-formidable thing Mysterio is able to do is just like not provide any more information about yeah. the mysterious bounty guy. And like, even then I wasn't it. sure because he's so pathetic that I was like, yeah. he might actually give something up. So I was surprised that he didn't. But but yeah. the amount of information Spider-Man has is still more than he had at the end of last episode. I really like this. I really like Yeah. And I you know, it'd be interesting I guess having these occur not on the same night and of course I watched them back to back, but I think I would still like it. I mean, I think they would still feel like it's building appropriately on the last thing. Yeah. Um and they're just building up to what'll eventually be, I assume, a revelation or come to a head where he has enough information to go confront this mystery man. And that's where the revelation has, I don't know exactly how it's going to play out, but yeah, I like the build. I do too. And I like that. It's like they're, they're doing a mystery. It's, it's a way to do a mystery story without the mystery being complex. Like this isn't a mystery box kind of thing. There's nothing to it. It's just like, we kind of have all the, we as the audience kind of have all the information we need other outside of who the mystery man is, which is a mystery man asked a bunch like put a bounty out on Spider-Man's head Love that it. are attracting a lot of villains and there's nothing more to it, but Spider-Man is still learning every detail piecemeal. Yeah. You know, and it's um, such a great reason to have lots of villains enter the fray and build yeah. up the villains along the way, because going yeah. from freaking Pandamania to Mysterio is like a pretty big jump. Yeah. It's, Oh yeah. I really like it. It's such a simple 
motivation for all these villains. And it's such a simple way to make Peter's life really difficult. Yeah. And the fact that they're coming at him like one after another yes. is not a Sinister Six thing. It's like the point, you know, the point of a Sinister Six stuff a lot of times is like to you tire him down and overwhelm yeah. him. But this, the whole thing here is like he is gradually getting tired down and just and stressed out simply because yeah. he just can't get to his work because at every turn there's another supervillain coming yeah. after him and they're not even that like super hard to beat but it's just like it's one less like one less hour one less day he has yeah. to just work on his school project which like should be a low stakes thing but like in the context of constantly having supervillains out to kill you every second of the day yeah. like it all becomes like more and more stressful progress you know well, progressively more you know we i mean these two episodes take place over the course of what like 30 hours or something like that we're, yeah. we're constantly getting time checks right like yeah um like he he knows that he lost an hour he knows that he has this many hours he's reminded yeah. by anya that he's got this much time um, yeah. and i don't think they're doing it in an annoying way i think they're doing no. it in really organic ways that raise the tension and, and raise his anxiety that we in a way that we feel you know because yeah. he like you said, he's just always this close to getting something done and then gets pulled away. Yeah. Even, even in this scenario, like, you know, we call it the 15 hours thing. And then this is sort of like, Oh no, that was a trick by Mysterio. He only actually lasts like a half, lost a half an hour over the course of this episode. And he's like cheering for it, but it's like, that's still, still half an hour. Have the ha- still half an hour. And you still only have exactly one day until your yeah. project is due. Like right. 23 hours is still not a lot of time. Uh-huh. And we know that there's still two more parts of this bring on the bad guys arc. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And that's the other thing. It feels, it really just feels like a comic, a, a simple comic book, miniseries of like here's your premise for the yes. spider-man story there's a bounty on spider-man's head here's four issues or i guess in this case like eight issues an eight issue arc yeah where each issue is a different supervillain that he faces and the one overarching thing is the project peter has to do it's yeah. such a simple such a simple premise for a comic book arc you know and i don't think that arc has ever been done in the comics in this in this way in particular it, it, way it, yeah but it feels exactly like just a straight up comic book well cuz typically when you think of i mean this is it's right there in the name but typically when you think of spider-man being hunted you think of craven a singular mm-hmm. hunter right one on one um not necessarily that there's a bounty on his head yeah. Um, and if it has been it's done fun. in some way, like let us know that cause it's awesome and I would love to well, read it, but I, I don't I'm know sure that, that this particular has. sort yeah. of setup has, has happened this way. I'm sure it has in some capacity, but I think like it's probably, if a comic did it, it probably is taken more seriously. And I think, I think probably doesn't use the opportunity that this show does to throw in a bunch of villains that it probably wouldn't have used otherwise. And that's, that's the thing that I really like about it. Yeah, yeah, I love that so much. It all it, it brings them out of the woodwork, right? Villains that wouldn't ordinarily take on Spider-Man are suddenly incentivized to cross his path. I think that's great. Yeah. And then really like fun. all the classics are going to go for it because you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> They've been there done that. So, yeah, I love it. Yep. This is such a good 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 premise and setup. Yeah. It's so fun. Um, weird ending though, because uh, Spider-Man thwips off to return to yeah. Horizon High because he's super happy about you know having 23 whole hours to finish his project, um, and then we just see like Captain America watching from nearby, and it's like really ominous, and then goes to to be continued. What what, what am I supposed to take from this? I'm... Is it that it's <laughs> is it is it like are we supposed to be like? 
that's not really Captain America or our, like the only reason that I feel like we're supposed to think that is because Captain America was in the Mysterio right. illusion. So it's like, is the implication that that is an evil Captain America or well, is it like a, a robot? Is it chameleon or something like what's happening here? It doesn't make any sense. And is the, is, is the takeaway that he didn't escape the holograms? Like, I don't, I don't know. Oh God, like, I didn't think about that. Is he still in Mysterio's funhouse? I can't um, imagine that that's the case. Well, I don't think they would. Like, I don't think they would carry an episode over like that. Yeah. I don't think they're going to start the next. I mean, they gave it a, a, to be continued, but it would still be weird. But I think that just speaks to how weird that ending is, because like especially part one didn't end on it to be continued. No, we didn't like the bow that they had, but like it's a pretty concisely clear ending for that story. Yeah. Um, and this one, it's just sort of like now they're not going to put a bow on it, which is fine. I'm here for that. Yeah. Uh, but like they're. To be continued, like, I don't know. This is a weird, this is a really weird case for this show because it isn't just like, oh, this is a scene that was unnecessary. It's like either you just have Spider-Man just whip off and the episode ends that way and it's not ominous at all. Or if you want to have it to be continued, then the hook should be something that clicks as being a little more ominous or yeah. or something to be excited about. I don't, I genuinely don't know how to feel no about clue. Captain America it's like, well, Captain America is a good guy, so shouldn't we be happy that he's just around? And if it's not, if we're not supposed to be and it's ominous, then what the what fuck is, is, it? is he? Why? Yeah. Why? What am I supposed to feel about this? It's weird. I, I don't, don't know. Care. It's strange. Chameleon's an interesting one because when I first saw the – when it first became obvious that there was another Spider-Man, my first thought wasn't robot, even though it should have been. My first thought was like, is this a Mysterio chameleon team-up situation? It could be fun, yeah. Because um, then I was like, this is a fucking wild chameleon design if true. Um, <laughs> I would have liked it. A lot of chameleon designs are not that exciting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it could be, it could be that it could be, I don't know. I have no idea what to it's, make of it. It was a really a, weird way to end the, the episode. Really weird. Especially in, 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 at first I was like, Oh, maybe like, you know, maybe this is weird when you're watching it cut up, but it actually aired like in conjunction with the next episode and like eventually flowed into it. It doesn't, there was a break in between. This was a, I can't imagine end of part two. So like, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't understand. It feels like there's something missing or, or cut out that were, that were, that, that was supposed to be there. I don't know. I don't know. It, it's really unless strange. the next episode specifically starts with Captain America. That's fine. Seeking but him sh- out. But why? It, that's fine. But then you should have ended it up. You should have added a little more context to the end of this because I, I'm not left feeling anything but baffled. And that's not how you right. should be feeling no. when you see that to be continued flash on screen. Right. Because it's not really a cliffhanger. <laughs> Because no. like there's nothing to we're not hanging from anything. Oh no, there's another Avenger that looks <laughs> a little Mad? bit concerned. Mad question mark at Spider-Man. So you're like, what yeah. the fuck, dude? I don't know. Yeah, it's really obnoxious. I bet you it's just going to be Captain America. Oh, actually, no. I was gonna say Captain America has become aware of the fact that people are hunting Spider-Man and is going to like offer assistance, but like they haven't given any indication that this is known. Did they just think people were just going to be excited at the prospect of a Captain America? Like when did this happen? 2018? Maybe. I guess. I mean, but I don't know, but we all just saw a fake version of him earlier in the episode. So like, why would it, that makes even less sense to me that it'd just be like, now, aren't you excited for the truth for the Captain America Spider-Man team up? Like, 
No? What do no. you want? <laughs> Specifically because you showed a fake one earlier. Right. Like, you kind of blew your load already, man. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? I don't know. It's weird. If, I'll be if really... that was supposed to be a big deal. And also, he appeared in the Kamala Khan episode. So, like, it doesn't. none of it makes sense. None of it makes any sense. Oh, yeah, he did. He didn't he? say anything, but, like, he showed up. Yeah. He was on screen. <laughs> weird. I don't know. Fucking weird. Anyway, if this is the episode, I don't have a. I, I wish I could come up with a witty caption for it. Spiderinator, Spider Bot, Spider Droid. I just like the robot face of the Me robot too. spider. I think it's great. Spider Man. Robot Spider Man's fun. It's a fun face. I like it. <laughs> it's so That's funny. It. The more I look at it, the funnier it gets. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of looks like it's like got a big grin on its face. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's so happy. It's so goofy. It's actually really goofy. Right. I didn't grab it because it was goofy. I grabbed it because I thought it was kind of cool. But I, now that I'm looking at it, I think it's, it's both. I think it's very both. goofy. I think it's genuinely cool and genuinely goofy. It would be really neat if this was what Chameleon looked like. I, I, I really thought, I really thought for a moment that this was Chameleon and this was Chameleon's design. Like, especially like if they went the, uh, if they went like the high tech science route that the mm-hmm. show goes, it could be that like Chameleon is like, you know, kind of like a cybernetic person who just projects a hologram of people yeah. over his body. And that's how he, I mean, I guess it's basically what the 90s show and kind of did, except they don't really like if this one went more explicitly yeah. on the hologram aspect of it, you know? Yeah. Well, that would have been interesting too. It would have been a, a, a perfectly natural way for him and Mysterio to be intersecting with each other. Yeah. If they're both using hologram technology. Maybe it was Chameleon and the Mysterio just killed Chameleon by shot. Damn. If we never see Chameleon in the show, then I'm that's my headcanon. That's headcanon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. Weird, like, bummer. Just, like, the first part, like, kind of a bummer ending to the episode for, like, stupid reasons. But uh, it's a fun, like, other than that, it's a very fun episode. Um, yeah. I think the ideas behind this episode are much better than the execution yes. of the episode. But that is not to say there aren't elements of the execution that are still good. Yeah, I you know I talked at length about it. I think the Anya Spider Girl stuff I think was felt really constrained by the time limit. That that should not have been a half episode story. That should have been a full episode. Um, and I really do strongly think that they just simply were not allowed or were told not to, or didn't have the confidence to do a full episode with them. And this was their way of working around it. Um, with doing, with doing a, 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 a a spider women centric episode. Um, but, but it's still cool. It's cool to have seen them. Yeah. Like, you know, actually pull the trigger on that. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, even if it's not gonna come back for a while, presumably like just to know that that is out there in the world. And we don't have to just keep waiting forever for it. Like that is really cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, I can't the believe they withheld it so long that we got to the point of being like, well, it's yeah. not happening. <laughs> right. So funny. Oh my God. They got us. They really got us. They did. Yeah. But, uh, and the Mysterio half is fun. Uh, it's, it's fun. Um, yeah. Mysterio stuff is always fun, but yeah. Yeah. Still, you know, it's, not as strong as the first part, but I'm still very interested to see where all this is going to go. Mm-hmm. Me too. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, where you're going to go, listener, is to our Patreon. <laughs> At patreon.com slash wallbywebsnappers. You can join for as little as $1 a month and get a bunch of spider bites and bonus episodes and just extra stuff that we're doing. If you want to hear more from us talking about comics, video games, other shows, what have you, you can find it there. 
Uh, you can also check out our Discord. We have a link to that in the show notes. Uh, you know, connect to us and other listeners. We sometimes will do watch-alongs and things like that on that Discord. So definitely hit us up there. Otherwise, if you want to find us on the internet, where can people find you, Doug? Yeah, you can find me all over the place at Ikibuli, I-C-K-Y-B-O-O-L-E-Y. You can also find me on a Glitter Jaw show called Novel Gaming, where my co-host Katie and I catch up on all the books, video games, and sometimes other media that we've been consuming lately. What about you, Derek? Sure, you can find me on Twitter at Derek B. Gale. That's where I'm most active, but you can find me on other platforms under that name or Dare Bear, Mr. Dare Bear. You can also find me on another Glitter Jaw show called Gimmicks, where my co-host David and I look at the high-concept, experimental, structure-breaking, gimmicky episodes of TV. Of course, find that anywhere you get your podcasts. I also have a Twitch at Mr. Dare Bear, where I occasionally will stream VHS recordings of old television airings with the original commercials. If you'd like to find other queer creators who talk about media, check out the Glitterjaw Queer Podcast Collective at Glitterjaw.com. That includes Doug and I's new monthly podcast called Screonk, a Godzilla movie marathon, where we're stomping through Godzilla's filmography. Our episode on 1984's The Return of Godzilla is out tomorrow if you're listening to this episode the day that it drops. So you get two of us back to back, right? Yeah. Uh, So check that episode out tomorrow. I'm very excited for that one. You can also visit our website, wallopingwebsnappers.com, for a full archive of all of our episodes. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at wallopingwebpod, or email us at wallopingwebsnapperspodcast at gmail.com. Please rate, review, and subscribe on all your podcast platforms. And next week, I haven't watched next week's episode, so all I'm going to tell you about it is that the bad guys are going to continue to bring it on the episode, Bring on the Bad Guys, Part 3. <laughs> I hope that means they're dancing. Oh, bring it on. Bye. (laughs) Bye.